1: The homestand concludes tonight with a visit from Tampa Bay. Ben chats with former capital Travis Boyd and his reflections on the 2018 Cup run. And former capital Aaron Volpatti will join us as he shares his journey in a new book that he's written. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, November 11th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, The Faster Way in a Capital One arena. It's the conclusion of a four-game homestand tonight at 7th and F as the Tampa Bay Lightning come to call. It's also the beginning of a home and home set with the Lightning with the Capitals heading to Tampa for a game on Sunday night. It is a rather rugged schedule for Washington once tonight's game concludes. Believe it or not, the Caps will now just have four home games between now and December 15th. It's a big suitcase month for the traveling party with 11 of the next 15 on the road. All the while, the men of Peter Laviolette will need to start finding the win column more than they have been. Just two wins in their last eight entering play tonight against the Lightning. On the show today, my conversation from earlier this week with former capital Aaron Volpatti. He's written a book called Fighter, Defying the NHL Odds. It's a story of his journey to the NHL, but it's also about his near-death experience in a fire that nearly robbed him of his hockey career before it ever started. He's teamed up for a fundraiser with Garnet Hathaway, and this past Monday met with Arlington County firefighters and first responders at MedStar Capitals Iceplex. Here now, my chats with former Capital Aaron Volpatti. a little surprise hanging out at the rink today former capital aaron volpatti stopping by and you're in town because you have a book that's out tell me a little bit about it yeah this book has
0: been a side project for a long time it's it's about my journey from the burn unit to to come back and play hockey and you know after i retired it's always been like i said always been a side project and i thought you know like a lot of guys struggle with what they're gonna do next i was only 30 and i'm like man i can like help people with this story and like you said you didn't know about the book and no one no one really knew about the whole story uh even my family you know it was a lot of them didn't really know like the, the true journey i guess from that burn unit and what i had to go through to come back and play and so yeah, it was, it was time to tell the story and get it out there, and then here we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, from your playing days here, this was not a story that I was familiar no. with, so when I heard that you had the book and the reason that you did it, tell us a little bit of the backstory of what happened. This was when you were in junior?
0: Yeah, after my second year in junior in Vernon in, in the BC League. I, I mean, like a lot of young kids, you think you're invincible, and I was a bit yeah. of a daredevil, and we were at a party, and I was messing around with gas and fire, and then basically blew myself up. Not on purpose, obviously, but a bad accident and yeah i was in the burn unit in vancouver for for a while for most of the summer and told i wouldn't play hockey again and not a lot of people knew about the the backstory there and i mean pro hockey was never even on my radar like forget about the nhl like the ncaa was always my nhl i'm like if i can get a scholarship out of hockey and but i was a fighter like you know, you guys remember how I played here, like, that's what got me, like, just into junior A, right? And so, yeah, it's that whole journey from, it was a, it was a rough year and a rough summer to come back and, and play hockey. But I did, and
1: I ended up getting that scholarship to Brown, and, and the rest is history. Part of your journey back here was talking with a lot of first responders here at the practice rink this morning. What has been kind of that message and what is your mission beyond the book to be able to, I know know, a lot of the guys here, you know, Garney especially, you know, been very involved with first responders, but that's something obviously that's important to you too. Yeah, totally. And that was a big reason behind the why
0: was to give back to the burn fund. But at the end of the day, I wrote it because I'm like, if I can help one person whether it be you know an athlete or a burn survivor but really anyone you know facing adversity if I influence one person that just holds on a little longer doesn't give up on on that dream then that's a win for me and then that's ultimately you know why I wrote it and I mean going back to the burn like those are the some of the worst injuries you can imagine right and the support that the burn patients need and the physical pain but like the trauma and the mental and the emotional part uh, it's a big one too so at the end of the day we're raising money for a good cause there so
1: you said that the NCAA was your NHL but you made the NHL and you played with a number of different teams just looking back on the time that you spent in the league what did that mean to you it was
0: so surreal. I mean, first of all, I was lucky to play in two amazing organizations. I always tell people I didn't stand a chance getting on the penalty kill because in Vancouver I got Hank and Danny throwing it over my head in practice. And then I come here and Nikki's putting it between my legs to OV and I'm like, I'm never getting on the on the penalty kill. But uh yeah, like just I mean you look at the guys I played with, like Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer and it and, and this two amazing cities and organizations. So I mean it was just It went by too quick. I was really fortunate to play, like I said, in two amazing groups and cities. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I was never really supposed to play in the NHL. So looking back and especially, you know, starting in Vancouver, right. And just it it all came full circle from that burn injury to be able to suit up and play like in the league that I like. It was just so far from my mind ever. You know, I wasn't ever drafted or anything like that. So it kind of came out of nowhere, but it went by quick, too quick.
1: When you're not writing books and visiting (laughs) first responders, what are you doing these days? Where are you living at?
0: Yeah, I'm out in B.C., kind of between Kelowna and Vernon in the Okanagan area I don't know if you guys are familiar with that but it's kind of like wine country in in BC surprisingly yeah yeah I mean yeah writing the book's been a full-time job and then I actually work with athletes on the cognitive performance side so the visualization so and that's a whole theme with the book was for me the mind and the visualization piece was uh, I mean I owe my life to that and and my hockey career because I Without that, I, I don't come back to play hockey. It's a big piece when you're, you're bedridden in a burn unit. The mind's all you got. So that's a big part of the book, too, is just, again, opening people's worlds up to the power of, of the human spirit and the mind, right? For those who are looking for the book, where can they find it? Yeah, it's on Amazon or my website, erinvalpatti.com. But, yeah. Go on Amazon, buy the book, and we're supporting the this week, especially the D.C. Byrne Foundation and Hass Heroes, and we've joined forces
1: to, to raise awareness and, and some good money there. Well, Aaron, it's great to see you back here in Washington. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, man. Good to see you. Again, the name of the book is Fighter, Defying the NHL Odds. It's on Amazon. You can get it in either paperback or for your Kindle. Really good conversation with Aaron this week, and really nice to see him back in Washington, too. Guess it's a theme of the show today, former Capitals coming back into town. Travis Boyd was here last weekend, a member, of course, of the 2018 Cup team, now making a name for himself with the Arizona Coyotes. Ben caught up with him to look back at playing in Game 6 against Pittsburgh back in 2018, the memories of that special spring, and his present day, now an everyday top six forward for Arizona
2: do want to lead you off, Travis, as we welcome you back to D.C. A few extra days for you and your teammates in these parts, but as far as Arizona, you have found a home there signing a multi-year contract and full-time NHL duty last year, and what could you say about what the Arizona Coyotes have meant to you And as far as finding that full-time home in the desert?
3: Yeah, I got an opportunity last year when I signed with the team. Uh, obviously, got a chance to do what I guess I always believed I could do playing here in Washington. It's just You know, looking back on my years here, we had some really good teams, obviously won a Stanley Cup, and it was a tough lineup to crack, right? I mean, this whole league's tough to crack, but especially on a team like Washington. But yeah, so I really just wanted an opportunity to prove myself and just proud of myself that I took advantage of it. And uh, you said found a home in Arizona and love the team here, love the Coyotes, love Arizona in general. So uh, all things considered, it's been a uh, career-changing, life-changing experience down here in Arizona.
2: Your time in Washington from the time you were drafted in twenty eleven, you spent a lot of time in this organization, rookie camps, development camps, ultimately cracking the lineup, part of the twenty eighteen cup run. Obviously, twenty eighteen stands out, but when you think of your time in Washington, all the years, the relationships built, what are some of the lasting memories that stay with you?
3: Yeah, well, obviously being a part of the twenty eighteen cup team was that one's tough to beat. But other than that, honestly, it's I mean, this is where I started, right? So like going all the way back to getting drafted here, coming every summer to the development camps and then, you know, eventually signing. And I think for me, I ended up by the time I left, I think I might've been like the second or third. No, it's probably more than that. Third or fourth longest tenured cap at the time, you know, after Ovi and Backstrom. And I think John's obviously been here a long time too. But honestly, just the relationships, you know, with the staff, the players, that to me is the thing that stands out the most. This is always this is where I got my start. This is always the city, this team, this franchise is always going to have a, a special place uh, in my heart for, for everything that, that I've been through with them.
2: And your appearance in the 2018 playoff run, arguably one of the biggest games in franchise history. Game yeah. six in Pittsburgh, I think playing with Nathan Walker and Alex on, you're yeah. on the ice for a big goal. What was that day, that night like, the aftermath, and realizing you were a part of a, a big night in team history?
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, I say, uh, obviously, I, you know, I wish I could have played a game in the final but if if you didn't if I had to pick one other game to play in, it would have probably been that one. That's still one of the most fun hockey games I've ever played in. And for me personally, too, I mean, going into it, I only played, what, like eight regular season games that year. And so I was still young. I really hadn't made it. I remember being super nervous. I remember the first shift that I got put out there, Pittsburgh throws, Crosby's line out there. It was the first time I'd played against him and took a face off against him to start. And it was, no, it was super cool that um, I always have fond memories of that game, obviously, when Cooper. He scored in overtime. Yeah, no, that was... Uh super fun and and like I said if if it wasn't a game in the finals that would have been the game I would have wanted to play in so again looking back on that it was uh brings a smile to my face right now as you can see
2: you guys had five rookies in the lineup that night and given what was at stake nobody wanted to come home for game seven the second year in a row against the pens but an undermanned capitals team that night
3: yeah yeah it was but you know I think looking back on it you know that was I think that's really what made that 2018 I mean so much fun to be a part of but also so good you know I remember when I kind of came up for good I think after the trade deadline um um, and I'd been up a little bit earlier that year, but just the group of guys, honestly, were so good. We had so much fun just hanging out at the hotels. We had, whether it was, you know, you're the big guys like O V and Backstrom, and, but they would hang out with all of us young guys. You know, it was you know me, Madison Bowie, Verona was here, Nathan Walker, Juice was here. Like, we just, I mean, we had such a fun time off the ice. I think it really does translate to being a good team on the ice, and, and that, you know, obviously... Winning the Cup's obviously amazing, but the thing I remember probably most about all that is just how good of a group it was and how much fun it was just to be around everybody
2: final thing we'll leave you with this then some holdover now we're five years since that cup run almost five seasons past the core remains here in Washington but you've also seen a lot of guys in these parts Braden Holpe you know has moved on and Jay Beagle who you played with in Arizona has moved on it's amazing too how quickly some things could turn and how much you ought to appreciate being in the moment as well
3: yeah yeah exactly it's part of the part of the profession I guess it happens changes happen fast and core still here but yeah there's uh, I actually oddly enough had a yeah, I got to actually play with uh, quite a few people I was in Vancouver for a bit with Holpe. oh it was a
2: people. whole reunion Schmidt yeah <laughs> Schmidt was there
3: yeah so there's been a lot of uh, yeah a lot of turnover but again I think that that group obviously would have a you know, a special thing we accomplished together that kind of gives us that bond forever. So whenever you see a guy that was that was on the team, you always go up and say hi to him and check in. And, yeah, just looking forward to the uh, the cup reunion some someday. That'll be fun. Well,
2: we'll look forward to chatting with you maybe before then, but we do appreciate this, Travis. Generous with the time. Good luck the rest of this season. Thank you. All right, thank you.
1: There is never a bad day to reminisce about 2018. Great memories and stories from Travis Boyd there in his recent conversation with Ben. A quick TV programming note for this weekend. There is no local television broadcast of Sunday's game from Tampa. It is an exclusive ESPN Plus game Sunday. Joe and Craig will call the game tonight on NBC Sports Washington and then be back for the game at Florida on Tuesday night. If ESPN Plus isn't your thing, we've got you covered Sunday on the radio side. Caps in Tampa Bay tonight at 7, 645 air, on 106.7 a fan, and Caps Radio 24-7, heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go!